Hines, I think, can sense it right now. To go inbound to Weatherspoon with one. Weatherspoon puts up the three. It's no good. The Liberty Flames are still dancing. And the Flames to the biggest victory in school history. Georgia to inbound gets it to AC. Deep three, pull up. He Larry Blair, reverse layup, up and in, and he's fouled. Man, you talk about the degree of difficulty. With two, Georgie at the buzzer. Got it! He got it! Darius McGee, a game for the agent. And Liberty wins four games in the Big South Tournament to take home the 2013 crown. Look at Mayo Baxter Merrill. 25 for Colin Porter. Holmes lead. Splash. Shiloh Robinson with an effort play. And Liberty keeps on coming. A huge basket by Kyle Rome. Got it! Pacheco with the three. Liberty, put your dancing shoes on. Well, hey, what's going on, folks? Welcome to the ASEA Red Basketball Podcast. It's been a while. I mean, Liberty's only played like two games in the last like month, it feels like. Uh, and they've both been losses, so it's kind of been uh, a real uh, a downer to uh, to extent. But I think there's a lot of excitement still with four games to play for the Flames. Nick Kirby joined, as always, by the Dr. Will Matthews fighting the storms out in lovely North Carolina. Doctor, you, you hanging in there? Yeah, man. Uh, three games of four are at home. So I almost forgot that it was still basketball season. But because it seems like we haven't watched a lot of basketball. But we got Tech in Western Kentucky going on right now. Some implications there maybe for Liberty. So we'll see. Yeah, and uh, none of those uh, home games are against Jacksonville State. So the only team that can beat Liberty in conference play uh, ever. So... Good, good to see that. All right, John, how you doing, brother? Doing good. Hope you guys are. You got some uh, weather down there, huh, Will? Yeah, we got some uh, high winds and some rain going on. Makes the internet connection somewhat of a struggle, you know, in a rural town. So we'll see how how it goes tonight. Well, Will, since you're going through some storms in this life, you probably need something a little extra to help guide you through these storms. And obviously our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is that. But other than that, in this life, what helps get you through on a night like tonight? Man, sometimes he delivers you from the storm. Sometimes he delivers you through the storm. But I was not prepared for Nick Kirby to preach tonight, but that's okay. Uh, Hey, I got some ironclad coffee here. Can I tell you just a little a quick coffee story. Is that Please okay? Do. Please do. So my wife's coworker went to Vietnam on vacation a couple of weeks ago. And uh, out of the kindness of her heart, very nice gesture. She brought us back some Vietnamese coffee. And I was pretty excited about this. Never had coffee from Vietnam and uh, made a pot. And um, I told my wife, if you like the smell of shoes and the taste of stale cigarettes, then this is the coffee for you. Cause it was terrible. And I looked up Vietnamese coffee, and it's the lowest quality coffee produced in the world. 
And for a fact, it is. So what I did to doctor it up, had a little bare knuckle express laying around the house, ground uh, some beans, mixed it in with that. It didn't make it perfect, but it made it a whole lot better. So, uh, you know, try ironclad straight up if you want some good coffee. But if you want some, uh, even if you have bad coffee, add some ironclad to it, makes it that much better. So ironclad works miracles. I mean, you you heard it here, but folks. It does. Uh, but in all seriousness, we love ironclad coffee. Proud supporter of a sea of red, Liberty Athletics as well. Uh, they do orders online. So ironcladcoffee.com. Get it shipped to wherever you're at in the United States. They'll get it to you. And uh, good stuff. Appreciate Ironclad, as always, for supporting the ASEA Red Podcast. All right. Well, we got some basketball games to talk about. Kyle Rogue coming up here in just a few minutes at the top of the hour. Uh, we only had two games in, like I said, like we mentioned at the top, two games in the last, uh, like, two weeks. Um and uh, th- this first one, Liberty drops to Sam Houston State, 8373. Uh, it, it, honestly, a pretty remarkable effort to even make this game competitive. Uh, Liberty was down 50 to 27. Sam Houston State came out six for 12 for three in the first half. Caden Matheny, we'll talk about him a lot, I think, on this show, show today. Um, he scored 15 points in the second half, tried to put Liberty on the back. But, uh, John, they just dug too deep of a hole in this one. Yeah, I mean, you turn the game on if you're a few minutes late, and it was 18 to two. And anytime you you dig a hole like that, especially on the road, especially this season on the road in conference play, it's it's difficult. But um, you know, and then you know, as you see there on the screen, 50 to 27 at halftime, and uh, it, it kind of continued into the second half a little bit. But uh, you know, I always felt like the the team was going to make a run, and they did. Uh, but it's just such a huge hole to dig out of. And, and you, you know, it's interesting. I think, you know, we talked about it some last time on our podcast uh, before that Sam Houston game. I felt like Liberty kind of matched up well against the Bearcats. But, um, you know, like, you know, sometimes basketball is such a strange game, you know. I mean, it's a, it's a make or miss type game. And, and sometimes you get on a roll and, and uh, you know, scoring 50 points and a half, that hasn't happened much against the Flames. Uh, in conference play under coach McKay and and uh Sam Houston just had it rolling and and they're playing really good basketball I know we'll talk about that more here in a little while but they uh went on the road and won at UTEP in New Mexico State which we know how difficult that road swing can be and they remain tied for first place with Louisiana Tech in the conference play so um I think the story of the game is really you fall behind 18 to 2 it's going to be very difficult to for anybody to dig out of that hole and uh, just just didn't get enough. What, what I think we cut it to like seven there in the second half on a couple occasions, but couldn't get any closer than that, and and uh, fell on the road. Well, to me, it you know it, it felt like a, a game that was a, a combination of two things. Obviously, when you're down twenty three points at halftime, it's not just one thing. Felt like number one, Sam Houston made a lot of incredible shots, and you got to give them a lot of credit. Also, felt like maybe Liberty just wasn't. I, I don't want to say they weren't ready because I, I I think that's so cliche to say. Um, but, but maybe they just didn't have that intensity early that they needed against the Sam Houston state that they handled pretty easily at home earlier in the year. Yeah. Uh, Kirby, do you think that's somewhat of a trend? I mean, we've seen a lot of games where Liberty gets down really big and, you know, they dig themselves into a, a hole that, um, you know, they're going to fight back. I mean, that's just the, the character and the, the grid of the team, but man, you get into a too big of a hole, uh, it's too much to overcome sometimes. 
Yeah, the, the uh, you know, f- I think probably a theme of the show is just the, the margin of the a- of error in this league is so much less than it was last year. Um, and ev- pretty much every year we've ever watched Liberty basketball. Um, these teams are really, really good defensively. So, it, and and Liberty actually played really well offensively the second half in this game, but there's some really, really good defensive teams. Like I'm talking top 50, top 75 defensive teams in the entire country. And if you don't bring it on the defensive end yourself, it's mm-hmm. harder to score points than it was in the past. And, um, and I think that's just kind of, kind of what, what happened in this one. All right, let's get to the other one. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more, maybe about these games. Maybe not. I don't know if I really want to talk more about them. Um, I, I kind of <laughs> want to focus on, on what's still to come. Cause there's still a lot to play for here. Um, this one was a lot more disappointing to me, fellas, than the, than the Sam Houston um, FIU. And I will talk about them a little bit later. They are playing decent basketball. I, I, a, shot, a site that I love, Shot Quality, actually likes them way more than just about any other metric. So I, I don't know. You know, Caden Matheny was great again in this one. Um, and, and this one felt like a game that Liberty Trail, but I just always felt like they were going to pull it out at the end. And it just never happened, John. Yeah, no, I agree with that, Nick. And, uh, you know, the the team, even in the first half, it was kind of, you know, you're just fighting through it like a a slog, a slug fest a little bit. And, uh, you know, just a tough game to kind of watch. And and uh, but then the team, you know, falls behind, you know, FIU comes out of the locker room at halftime and pushes the lead up to double figures. You're thinking, oh, here we go. Uh, but the team came right back and, and went on a big run. Shiloh's three there in the in the corner from the what was in the in the marsh on their court design down in the corner uh, ties the game. And and uh, when that happened and, and when Liberty got the lead, it felt like, OK, we're going to pull this out. You know, we're feeling good. We're playing good. I also felt, you know, FIU had lost, what, three or four in a row and like seven out of eight or something like that. So it's like, OK, they're probably getting in their head a little bit thinking, you know, it's going to be tough for us to win. We don't know how to win that type of thing. And it felt like Liberty was going to pull it out. And uh, unfortunately, that didn't happen. And, uh, you know, I think there was a few minutes there of a, a cold spell from the offense, unable to to stay consistent down the stretch. And and, uh, you know, like, like you were talking about, Nick, is is the margin of error is so slim in this league. And it doesn't matter if you're playing, you know, the first place team like we were just talking about Sam Houston or or the team who was in last place in FIU. It's going to be a tough night. Uh, any night and especially on the road you know I, I hate to keep beating that dead horse but I mean how else do you say when you got close to 80 percent win percentage uh, for teams at home in, in conference play so um, I think that's just part of it. it you know it's disappointing this is a game that I felt like we could win we we maybe should have won uh, and you could have really built some momentum coming down the stretch and I, I think we still can we'll talk about that more but um, you know with three or four in, on you know, to close up at home, if you know, you you get on a hot streak and and we still can, but uh, I felt like that was one that we, you know, we kind of let slip through our fingers a little bit. Well, quick thoughts on this one before we get there to Kyle. Well, yeah, first of all, uh, what a strange court that FIU has that, uh, strip of beach at the top. Uh, I don't know how y'all felt about that. And I like some of these like unique court designs, but that one, um, it confused me because it looked like the court was like cut off like a quarter <laughs> of the way down. You know, it was just weird to watch. Um, look, I thought against FIU, Liberty's defense did better against Sam Houston uh, than they did against Sam Houston. Uh, felt like they did a good job guarding the threes, but 
man, they really struggled to to contain guys in the paint. FIU scored 44 points in the paint. Uh, and some of that, I guess, is just the height advantage. I, I don't know enough about the pack line to, you know, see really like defensively where they're not executing. But um, you've got it highlighted here. You had it highlighted against Sam Houston, Caden Matheny. Uh, he's just the MVP of this team. I mean, but, you know, unlike the A-Sun, where you could have one really good player carry the team when you need some wins, I mean, you need more than one or two contributors in the in Conference USA. Talked about how good of a, a defensive conference it is. And nobody has really stepped up, I don't think, to augment that. I don't, I don't know that, you know, you, you've got different guys on different nights. You know, Kyle Rode, 18 points here. Porter had 10 points. But you don't really have that one consistent guy. You've just got different guys kind of rotating in and out. And so, you know, I feel like somebody, you know, if we were going to – in conference play on a hot streak, somebody else is going to have to reach up and grab that brass ring to to help Matheny out with that. All right, we'll talk a lot more about Cade Matheny a little later on in the show, and uh, uh, I got a lot of positives about what what's still to come. But we're going to have a quick word from Experience Leesburg, and we'll be right back with Kyle Road. It's real Florida. It's old Florida, and it's close to all of the Central Florida attractions. Crystal clear natural springs in one of the largest chain of lakes. The beautiful lakefront city of Leesburg offers the best in outdoor adventures, fishing, and quaint shops and restaurants on historic downtown Main Street. Come visit and see how welcoming a hometown city feels. Experience Leesburg the way Florida is meant to be. All right, we are pleased to be joined by Kyle Road. Kyle, uh, it's been a it's been an up and down season, but you guys uh, coming home three of the last four got a nationally televised game tomorrow night against uh, New Mexico State. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to get into everything with New Mexico State, but there's some emotion in this game. Uh, how excited are you for the game tomorrow night? Yeah, in about 24 hours, we'll be tipping it off, which is kind of crazy. I think it's probably one of the latest starts we'll have. Uh, I think we had one in Myrtle Beach at 9. And obviously, uh, when we're in conference play, we're, we're in different time zones all the time, too. So the uh, the late start is probably uh, one of the most difficult things, trying to fill your day um, with stuff before that. But, no, super excited. Um, another opportunity to play at home uh, in front of our awesome fans. So super excited about that. And, and like you guys mentioned before, three or four uh, at home going into the conference tournament. So super excited for that and uh, ready to get back in the win column. Kyle, I got a question for you. You know, you talked about being in different time zones and things like that. Um, you know, the travel for the Conference USA is a lot different than the A-Sun. I mean, it's – you know, it takes a lot longer to get to New Mexico State than it does to Kennesaw State, right? Um, how much of an effect do you have? Do you think that has on like just the like the whole team, like the you know all the traveling, like so far away, and you know how do you see that um, like kind of being a little bit more consistent, like as the as we go into next season with with the new group, the group of guys that are still going to be there. Yeah, our athletic department does an unbelievable job making sure. We get there as quick, as easy, and as comfortable as possible. So we really can't complain from that standpoint. They get us there uh, the best we can, and and Chels uh, make sure everything's run so smoothly. So, um, but it is different. Like we were talking about it last time. Like there's one, there's one uh, team in our conference that's in the Eastern Time Zone. So like you're switching time zones a bunch, and 
And when you have later games on Saturday, it's nice because you get to watch all the rest of the games kind of on the TV and and whatever. There's games starting at 10 or 11 a.m. So that's that's kind of nice. But uh, I've always been an always been an East Coast guy, so I've, I've never really experienced that. But uh, you know, our our team has really done a good job with it, I think. And, and like you said, it's it's a tough league to win on the road. So uh, whatever advantages we have, I feel like our athletic department tries to give us every advantage with how we travel. So. Um, but it's definitely different. Kyle, you mentioned having three of the last four here at at home, and uh, these will likely be the last three games, depending on what happens postseason play uh, that that you play at Liberty Arena and play in Lynchburg. Um, you know, it seems like it wasn't that long ago you were you know still at Lexington <laughs> Christian Academy and being recruited by Coach McKay and staff and signing to come here and you know highest rated recruit in school history and, and all that stuff. Um, have you had a chance to to kind of reminisce on? you know, these past five, six years as, you know, five years playing and, and you know, a little bit longer since you uh, were being recruited by Liberty? Yeah, I think um, before, and it's crazy, like before I even got here, actually before, once I committed, we had never, uh, or we hadn't been on this run yet, right? Like Big South, I remember being recruited and Radford did the shot, uh, committed a few months after that, but we hadn't won a Sun tournament yet. And I actually got to go to Lipscomb when they won the first one as a recruit and got to be in the locker room with them before the game a little bit and just um, being around some of those guys. Like that's, that's what I remember the most, the moments, the games, the people. Uh, and there's just so many uh, that I could list that you're just so grateful that you got to, got to be here for so long. Uh, that's probably the best thing about COVID was getting the extra year uh, here in Lynchburg. So, uh, but yeah, 100%, I think I'll appreciate it even more. Uh, once it's over, but throughout throughout my time, I've had opportunities definitely to reminisce. That's wild. I I, uh, I never heard that you were in the locker room before the uh, uh, the 2019 A Sun Championship. Yeah, that was that was so that was so cool, man. I was it was like 10 minutes before tip off, and it was like the final time they go in, uh, and it was a, I got a coach let me go in there, and uh, I actually got to go in there earlier in the season too when they were at Vanderbilt. Uh, and that team had Darius Garland. So that Vandy team was really good and, and got a sick court side at that and uh, watched that up close too. But kind of my first taste of Liberty basketball in, in person and uh, something I'll never forget. A quick side comment. I, I stand by this. I think the win at Lipscomb was more impressive than the win over Mississippi State just because it was on the road in a hostile environment. Um, I stand by that. All right, Kyle. So I guess the big question is what what makes it so difficult on the road this year? It's not like you guys have gotten blown out in these games. I don't think you've lost a game all year by all conference play by more than 10 points, but five and one at home, one and six on the road. Is it just like we were talking earlier, just the margin of error is, is so slim that you have to play almost a perfect game to get wins on the road? Yeah, I think there's so many different aspects that go into – I mean, we could we could look at each individual game, right, and break it down on what happened here, how this how this go. But but like you said, like we feel like we're a few possessions away each game, and maybe not even a few, maybe just one each game that where a shot goes different or an outcome goes different. We're probably feeling a lot different about our team uh, right now from an outside perspective. But uh, I think we've done an unbelievable job of fighting for that belief internally and and keeping that perspective, but also knowing some of it has to do with what we're doing and those lapses or you can't get down 18-2 on the road against a good Sam Houston team or you can't 
whatever the case may be on an individual game it's it's just like we feel like the stuff we can control we want to get better at that and um and know sometimes that they're gonna hit they're gonna hit shots you're gonna play great defense but at the same time uh the stuff that we can control we're really been focused on and i'm excited to show that moving forward speaking of hitting shots uh this day in kyle road history um (laughs) 2020, uh, February the 27th, you guys played Kennesaw State. Kyle Road, uh, coming off the bench, had seven points. Uh, Darius McGee, who played 33 minutes, and Kyle, you played 19. He only had three points. So you got him there, uh, but Caleb Holmesley dropped 26. Hey, so that was a, you know, that uh, – 2020 team obviously was uh, like a, you know, a very special team and we'll never know, you know, what could have happened, but um, you know, you guys were just so consistent all year, like on the defensive end and just the way you guys shot. And um, you know, what is it about, you know, going into tournament time here that you look forward the most? Is it um, the opportunity kind of like your, your last run with the team or is it like, Hey, we want to, we want to put our dancing shoes on and we're going to give it all our all. What, what are you looking forward to most about this, you know, end of season going into tournament time? Yeah, I think um, every, every postseason I've had, I, I think um, each postseason has been kind of different. I remember on that 2020 team, like we had, I think NJIT Stetson and then Lipscomb at home and all of them were within eight points. Right. And, and our defense uh, really just anchored that. And then we, you go to the COVID one in Jacksonville and it's, it's totally different too. You're down to eight seed Kennesaw at half, if I remember right, or it was close, whatever it was. And the postseason's tough, man. No matter how what your seed is, no matter how you've done all season, and uh, so I think that's just one thing, especially with this team. Like we think we think we're still dangerous. We think we we have what it takes in the room to to go back to March Madness, and uh, we're just we've been done an unbelievable job, especially having only two games in 19 days, I think of practicing and, and sharpening our habits to, to get there and to have a chance to achieve that. So uh, I'm, ex- I'm excited because it's my last one. Yeah. But also just uh, with every team you want, you want to go out right. And uh, I feel like with this team, I really, I really want to go out on the right note. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that this team has the uh, ability to put it together. We saw what happened back in Myrtle beach. seems like a long time ago, but uh, you guys were playing really good basketball then and, and won three straight and, and won that tournament. And I know it's different than than a conference tournament, but I definitely think you guys have the ability to to put together three good performances in a neutral court. But uh, look, looking at I want to we were talking about Caden uh, Matheny there a little bit, uh, you know, a, a big addition for you guys this year and and a guy who's, you know, uh, led the team in scoring a lot of nights. I think he's second on the team for the season behind yourself. Uh, in scoring on the on the year, but but what has he meant to to this team and this program uh, for this past season? I mean, you could say so many things about Caden Matheny. I think he's one of the toughest players I've played with. I think he's one of the most selfless. Uh, it's it's so crazy how good he is and explosive he is with the ball. Um, he can shoot it and go on runs by himself, and uh, he does an unbelievable job on the defensive end of taking charges and being tough. So. Uh, to get a guy like that in the transfer portal and as a as a three year college college player in the MAC, I mean that's it's, it's an unbelievable addition. But he's meant even more in the locker room and and just who he is as a person uh, than 
uh, leading us in scoring every night. So it's it's amazing to have him here, and uh, it's been really it's been really cool to see uh, him him grow just at Liberty. Uh, Kyle, I hate to go back to the tournament, but I got to ask you another tournament question. <laughs> so uh, we we'll probably will get to chat with you again uh, before then. So this year is going to be different, at least from the outside perspective, going into the tournament. Every year you've been at Liberty, you've gone to the tournament as the favorite or the yeah. co-favorite. But I think everyone that follows college basketball said every year Liberty is the favorite. This year, it's not going to be that. There's going to be mo- really, I mean, multiple teams I think most people think can win. Is that easier in some ways, like going into a tournament feeling that way? Or uh, how, how do you like dissect that part of this? Yeah, I think this year is just so unique because even in years prior, like Coach McKay did an unbelievable job of blocking out outside noise. And and we always had groups that you never felt like uh, scared to lose. You never had you never had that going into the tournament, right? Which some for some one seeds, that's a lot to handle. And um, so I never really felt that in like a Liberty career. But also, it's, it's, like you said, it's going to be different. And I think this team really feels hungry and and has has not maybe not something to prove, but just feels like we want to show and end this season on a high note and uh, and really put put our best basketball together in March. That's what we say every year is uh, if you can be trending in that direction and playing your best basketball in March, uh, control what you can control and uh, let the outcome happen. All right. Well, Kyle, uh, really appreciate you coming on. It's probably be the last time I get to chat with you as I'll be actually – Heading out to Arizona next week. So, Kyle, I did want to make sure I tell you, first off, I really appreciate you always coming on our little podcast and and being so generous with your time and and treating us so well. But it has been an absolute joy to watch you in a Liberty uniform, not just how good of a player you've been, uh, but how you've represented yourself for for our school. Uh, I know I appreciate it. I know everyone else does as well. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you guys. You guys. You guys are the heart of our fan base, so I really appreciate it. All right. We'll have a quick word from Jason Porter, and we'll be right back to uh, talk a little more Flames basketball. Well, hey, everybody. My name is Jason Porter. I'm with Legacy Real Team Development, and it's been a, a great partnership here with Sea of Red lately. Uh, I was with Liberty Athletics as the Associate Athletic Director for Sports Medicine, so took care of all of the uh, healthcare needs and coordinated that with a fantastic staff at Liberty um, in the athletic department, of course, for about uh, five or six years and then uh, moved into real estate full-time and uh, with legacy realty and development and uh, it's just been a great pleasure to continue to stay connected with my liberty university uh, family and the athletics family as well been enjoying serving them uh, a lot of the um, graduate assistants and some of the staff that i hired has come back now and has uh, been using me for residential services which i really appreciate but certainly do residential real estate as far as buying and selling of homes of course and then also uh, we have a strong commercial presence as well. So commercial real estate, um, obviously a very, very different animal than is residential, but uh, whether it's buying and selling commercial uh, properties or uh, just the leasing of properties, we can help with that as well. So it's uh, been a great uh, opportunity to service our commercial clients as well. And then certainly on the investment front too, a number of um, folks who have discovered the power of passive income through real estate and investing in real estate with rental properties or fix and flips, those kind of things. And so great joy to um, to serve my clients in that capacity as well. The uh, other thing that I would add too is just a very, very full Rolodex at this point of contractors and subs and just different professional contacts that I've made through the years. So if I can ever provide any of those folks to you and all of a sudden you need a plumber or an electrician or a contractor to build your deck, whatever, 
I'd certainly be glad to give you access to that Rolodex and those references as well, because a lot of times it's not exactly who you know, it's uh, who you know that knows how to do the job well. And so I would be glad to provide those services for you as well. So love Flames Nation, love taking care of um, my Liberty uh, family. And if there's ever anything I can do for you, my contact information is all right here on the screen. And I would love to be uh, a service to you and yours. Thanks so much. All right. Well, appreciate Jason Porter Real Estate for uh, supporting a sea of red. All right. It got me a little emotional talking to Kyle Road. And, you know, I think it's probably going to be my last time talking to him. He's always, seriously, man, that guy always just so willing to, to join us and uh, uh, make us feel special. And uh, what, a, what, what, a, let's talk about him for a second. Because uh, I don't know if we'll get another chance to. I mean, the guy's character is like always so out front and foremost. And, and Chad said it like really well at the beginning of the year. Like it's okay. We know Kyle's like an awesome dude. And like, it, that goes without saying, but what a career he's had for Liberty as well. And, and being a massive part and the leader of, of transporting Liberty, uh, establishing them in the a sun out of the big South. And then now into conference USA. Yeah, and it's really interesting to to hear. You, you kind of forget, you know, when you're when you're in the heart of it and and the meat of it going through it. You kind of forget that, you know, he committed to Liberty before there was ever a conference championship. You know, he yeah. he was talking about committing back in the Big South days, and we we remember that run. And you know, we we may forget Liberty was nine and nine in conference play the last year in the Big South, and and went in as the four seed in that conference tournament and and knocked off a Campbell team who they lost to twice in the regular season and and then had to play at UNC Asheville in the semis and upset them and then you know got to play Radford there uh in Radford for the conference championship game but but he committed then and uh, before that that three-peat and and uh you know the highest rated recruit at the time uh, I think he's still like the second or third highest rated recruit in school history and and uh it, it really goes to show you know we yeah we talk about you know the type of person he is, the character he has, the leadership qualities he has, and 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 all rightfully so, he he, de- he deserves that, and he's earned that, and that's the type of person he is, and uh, kind of really embodies the type of player that that Coach McKay uh, ha- ha- wants to lead his program. But I think he's really, you know, and I've said this before, I think he's one of the most underrated Liberty basketball players of all time. And, um, and he kind of, you know, I think part of it is due to his teammates. I mean, he he came in with Caleb Holmesley leading the way and Scotty James and, and those other guys. And then Darius kind of was the next guy to, you know, and, you know, anytime you play under the goat or with the goat, uh, which Darius, in my opinion, is it's, um, you know, you're going to get you're going to get overshadowed a little bit. But but Kyle's come to work every day and. And, uh, you know, when, when we look back on his career and, and uh, you know, the, the, in the stat books and all those sort of things, um, he deserves to have his his name mentioned among some of the Liberty greats. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. I, I was thinking back when he was talking to that 2020 tournament run. That was the last tournament run in the in the Vines. Um, and I, I remember him. Uh, and seeing him on the sideline during that championship game, that, that was just a, an amazing game, an amazing environment. Uh, and, and that was the, f- you know, the second straight conference championship, but the first that we had won at home and uh, was a lot of fun. And and uh, it, it'll be fun. I hate, hate to see his career come to an end. I hope 
that uh, we can get back into the tournament for him one more time. But uh, you know, Liberty will ever be will forever be indebted to uh, what he's meant to this program. Yeah, just a like a steady guy in the lineup for all these years now. It seems like I mean, like like you said, John. I mean, it feels like he's been around since the Big South days. Even though you know he wasn't on the court, uh, evidently he was around. So, but um, you know, just can't say enough about just what kind of a player he is. I mean, uh, you know what you're going to get from Kyle Road. You're going to get a lot of hustle. You're going to get a lot of effort. He's the guy that, you know, when they cut to him on TV, he's firing the guys up. You know, how many times has Coach McKay said in post-game, conf- uh, you know, post-game events and radio interviews that, you know, Kyle Road is like a coach on the staff. I, you know, don't know what Kyle's future holds as far as like how he sticks around the game of basketball, but he's kind of one of the guys you would like to see still at Liberty, you know, in, you know, 15, 20 years down the road, you know, taking over a program, you know, or something like that, or having his hand still in it. So, I mean, I think, you know, love to still him, see him stick around. And as far as his character, I mean, he's the guy that, you you know liberty's a different program right so he's the kind of guy that you want to be the face of your program um you know it you know even like just on a personal note you guys are dads of girls like you know i I dread the day that that my daughter brings home a guy but you want it to be a guy like kyle road i know that sounds weird but like that's just that speaks to his character of of who he is so yeah and you, you were talking about it he um you know, I hope, you know, I'm just thinking about this, you know, first year in Conference USA, and he's kind of, you know, helped shepherd the team, as you're talking about, Nick, into this era. And I hope this year, regardless of what happens, I mean, I, I hope we win these last four games in the regular season, and and we'll talk about it more in a second. And I hope we, you know, win those three games in Huntsville and make the NCAA tournament. That, that'll change the narrative real quickly. But uh, regardless of what happens, I hope that this season doesn't, you know, put any type of stain or, or tarnish any bit of his legacy because uh, that would be unfair to him. That'd be unfair to this team, um, you know, because of what he's done uh, on the court. And, um, you know, he's been a joy to watch, a, jo- a joy to watch from, from uh, afar, a joy to watch up close. And uh, it's been been a lot of fun to watch the journey that he's gone through. And I don't know what his uh, plans are after uh, he gets done here in a few weeks here at, at Liberty, but he can certainly play for money for for uh, play basketball for money if he wants to, and uh, could do it for a long time, I imagine too. Yeah, uh, Cal's playing pretty well. I know we we talked about Cade Matheny, but Cal had 18 against Louisiana Tech. He had 15 against Sam Houston. 18 against FIU. Um, shooting the three ball a lot better. He's just been kind of streaky this season. But, I mean, this is a guy that dropped uh, 31 points against Wichita State, made seven threes in that game. So, like, like while, while we, you know, Caden Matheny is clearly like an explosive player, Kyle's going to get a little bit more open threes. And, and if, if Kyle gets hot, he's the kind of player that can carry you in a, in a Conference USA-type tournament. And, uh uh, man, that would be pretty awesome to see, but we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. Um, you know, I know Liberty's five and seven in conference USA. I know that that that's uh, you know a little sad, and and uh, but I I would be shocked if they if they roll off four in a row or at least go three and one and, and get back to five hundred. And, and one thing to remember, I mean, we talk about like making a leap to conference USA. 
Liberty tries to make this leap six or seven years ago, they probably get buried in this league. You know, it's a lot different than than a five and seven. And so many of those games were, were you know, single possession or a couple possession losses. But uh, let's look at Conference USA right now. Louisiana Tech up 62-53 on Western Kentucky, which is really good because that's going to really help me with one of my points later. Um, so appreciate Louisiana Tech helping me with that. Um, but uh, here's, here's the standings as it stands. And I don't know why Conference USA on their official website and how they release it to everywhere else, why they have Louisiana Tech 1 and Sam Houston 2, because the the notes that Bill sent me about the tiebreakers should be Sam Houston number 1 and Louisiana Tech number 2, but that's beside the point. Here's where things stand. Um, I, there's not a whole lot really to, to talk about with the standings, but look at the last four games here, fellas. Look, three games at home. Um, Zach, our guy Zach tweeted it out earlier. Uh, New Mexico State and UTEP haven't won a road game on Conference USA all year. Uh, I really wish you would have played Middle Tennessee on the road uh, back uh, in January as opposed to now because they're playing pretty good basketball right now. But to me, the one game that's going to really determine how good I feel going into this tournament is how does Liberty play against Western Kentucky at home on March 9th. Um, I expect they're going to take care of business against New Mexico State. I'm going to go and predict it. I think Liberty wins by 25 tomorrow night. Uh, I think they'll take care of business against UTEP at home. Middle Tennessee, I think that's going to be a toss-up, but it's not really going to determine how I feel about going to the tournament. But Western Kentucky in your home, your home arena, Kyle Road, night. after I think it's afternoon game, actually, which is weird. But um, that's the game to me, fellas, that's going to determine how I really feel going to this tournament. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. That's the, you know, Western Kentucky is one of those top echelon teams of the conference. And um, I feel like the way we started off the conference play, you know, starting at Western Kentucky and going 0-3 um, to, to start conference play, kind of put a bad taste in all of our mouths. And then, you know, they went on a little bit of run there and then, things just kind of the plateaued from there. So I feel like, you know, what you know, I, middle Tennessee, whatever happens, happens. I mean, it's an away game, no high expectations there. As you said, middle Tennessee is playing a little bit better. Um, but you get that Western Kentucky game. I feel like you start building a little confidence going into the tournament. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I, I really think these two games this week are, are critical too. I mean, uh, it feels like you really need to win them both. Uh, if you come out of this two and zero, and you get back to five hundred in conference play with those last two that that are both winnable games, uh, I think you're feeling a lot better. Whereas if you get a split, or unfortunately if you go zero and two, you're probably really feeling down in the dumps and trying to avoid that play-in game. So if you can take care of business at home this week, get these two against the Aggies and the Miners, and then you can start talking about you know what's our seeding scenarios that last week of play and i think you know liberty would have a really good shot to get in that four or five playing game and and to your point nick which i know we'll talk about it again but uh sam houston looks like they'll probably would end up getting that tiebreaker with louisiana tech if those two end up tied because it, it sam houston louisiana tech they've are the first you know tiebreaker is head to head sam houston's already one and oh against them they play once more so at worst they'll be one and one so then you go to the order of the standings uh which i think western kentucky would be the first 
a tiebreaker that they come to. Sam Houston's two and zero against WKU. Mm-hmm. Uh, La Tech, even if they win tonight, they're one and one. So, so I think if there's a tie there, Sam Houston's going to get the one. I think if Liberty can get in that four or five, it'll probably be against a Jack State. If I had to guess, at, at, which we don't want to see, I, I get that, but that wouldn't be a terrible draw. You know, obviously Jack State would be a tough game, but if you have La Tech and Western Kentucky on the other side of the bracket, and if you can somehow get by Jack State in that quarterfinal, then you have, you know, Sam Houston against the winner of, you know, the 8-9 game in the semis. I don't hate that draw, to be honest with you. Yeah, get, get me on the other side of La Tech. They are the best team in the conference, yeah. and it's not close. It's not even close. Uh, when La Tech plays their best game, they will beat you most of the time. Uh, these other teams, you could beat them even when they play a really good game, in, in my opinion. But, yeah, it's weird. And La, La Tech has to go – La Tech hosts Sam Houston. So if, if La, La Tech has the upper hand in that regard, but if they drop another game and Sam Houston makes it back up, then, yeah, like you said, I was looking at that those scenarios too, uh, John. And, yeah, I mean, they're Western Kentucky is pretty much locked into the number – three seed barring something crazy happening um so yeah it's um it's gonna be weird like if we go to that last last game of the year like i'm talking about western Kentucky about this big game i, I might honestly be like please just lose this game so we 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 fall down to the six if la tech's locked into the one because i'm telling you being on the other side of la tech is is the tournament in my opinion yeah, yeah i mean i, I agree I, with that yeah i agree too i i think you know, I would really not want to play Western in that three six game either, though. They scare me. I don't know why I feel that way, but yeah, a hundred percent. I do not want to be on La Tech side of the bracket, but I also don't want to play WKU in that in that first round matchup either. Yeah, I would agree with that too, John. <laughs> I'm agree with everything that's being said, but you know, it depends on what happens with that Western Kentucky game. You know, in the season, and if you drop down to that or you know fall into that six seed and let's say you beat Western Kentucky by 20 at home. You don't want to play them first round. Yeah. Um, you know, so. Yeah. yeah I didn't even think about there. There's a legitimate possibility. These two teams could play back to back, back to back games. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, yeah, that, that would be a weird, weird scenario too. I, I would, uh, you know, it'd be funny is how rich you would play that. Cause I could almost see him doing some, doing something with that, you know, like, It'd be hard to sit Kyle Road on 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 his night though, but he, he just like bitches everyone. No one I'm playing them again. I'm not giving them anything. It, like if the, if Liberty if Liberty was legitimate, like they're locked to the six. It doesn't matter what they play. They're playing Western Kentucky. It'd be funny how both of those teams would kind of play in that game. So yeah, yeah, fun problems to have. All right, let's take a look at kind of where things stand. And, and I pulled up the Ken Palm rankings and. Liberty's still the second best team in this conference score to get Bob. There's there's a pretty decent, you know, gap um between them and Western Kentucky and like La Tech. I mean, they're they're 80 81st. Um Western has had a great year. Sam Houston's had a great year. Jack State has had a great year. Um and, and I, I think Ken Palm's pretty right on. I, I do think there's a separation there, but it doesn't there's any separation at all, though, when you go on the road. I, I just and, and I, I broke this up. So Liberty is is four and one at home. They're one and six on the road. But I, Torvik, which is very similar to Ken Palm, allows you to actually look at like a, the rankings in conference home games versus conference road games. Conference home games, Liberty is ranked 109th in the country. Conference road games are 237th. So 
it's not all just, you know, eh, they lost some close games. They've been a completely different team um, according to the metrics. But I don't I don't know how this translates to neutral, though. That's the, the big question to me. Yeah, I <laughs> yes, I don't know either. I, I don't really have an opinion on this. You know, I look at Kim Palm and you know, there's so many factors that go into it. And I look at Liberty at a, sitting at 119, and I'm like, ah, I don't know if I like buy that they're the 119th best team, you know, in the country. But um, hey, Kim Palm is uh smarter than I am, and and Nick, you know how to break it down a lot better than I do. You think they're you think they're higher or lower? I mean, well, I, I think there's probably, you know, a very little difference between in, in reality between 119 and 143. So I would, you know, yeah, no, uh, you're, there's you're, probably you're a, right. there, there's probably a lot of teams that are very similar in that. I would probably put them on the lower end of that, but I don't know. A few weeks ago, I think the last, last home game, was that against Louisiana Tech? Is that correct? Yeah. It feels like it's been a month ago. But uh, when, when when I walked out of that arena, Liberty Arena that night, and we were coming off that win over La Tech, uh, I text Chad and I said, and of course I was feeling good at that moment, right? But I texted him, I said, Liberty, Louisiana Tech, or Western Kentucky, one of those three is going to be cutting down nets in Huntsville. Um, I still kind of feel that way. They're, they're still the top three ranked teams uh, in Ken Palm. I believe they're still the top three ranked in, uh, in net as well. Sam Houston has taken a, a big jump in both rankings and both metrics here the last week or two But uh, with their, their road wins. But um, I still think Liberty has the potential to do that. And like, like you guys were saying, um, I don't know. That's the biggest question to me is how – you know, the home road splits are so different for Liberty, and they are for some of the other teams in the league too, but I feel like Liberty is the one team out that has such a des- different, you know, uh, ro- home road split that they're the one team that still has that ability to to go on a run in Huntsville and, and to, to win the tournament. But how does it translate to, to neutral site? You know, and that's something we, we probably won't find out until – you know, you get there and and, uh, and and throw the ball up and play. And we know Liberty can play well on a neutral site because we've seen it earlier this year. But again, like I was saying earlier, you know, playing against, you know, the Myrtle Beach Invitational in November is much different than playing Conference USA Tournament in March. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. I, I do think Liberty has that potential to to win those three games. And um, I, I think we'll give, give up a lot of wins in the regular season if we can get those three uh, here in a couple of weeks. That's a good point, John. And also, you know, earlier in the year, you had a fully healthy Liberty squad. You didn't have Vinzant with a separated shoulder. You didn't have Shiloh wearing a face mask. McKay said on the um, the basketball show, which um, I guess was, what, Monday or Tuesday, but it came out this morning um, that they had two guys in a boot. He didn't say who. I don't know, John, if you have any insight in that. So, um, you know, you had a fully healthy team on a neutral court. So, Hopefully, you know, with kind of the way these these last few games have been spread out, hopefully we get some some more health going into the rotation. Yeah, I, I agree with John about the the La Tech Liberty Western Kentucky. The way I would say is Sam Houston may have the way they played themselves into this bracket. They may play themselves into a very favorable like draw to the championship, which which I, I don't think they're they're one of the three best teams, but. They they just made by the 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 sheer luck of the draw and luck of the draw they earned their spot but 
they may get a pretty favorable matchup all the way through and and um you know you get to the championship anything can happen i've been sleeping on sam houston all season and and uh, they may make me uh eat my words but uh you know personally i just don't think they're one they're as good as those three three other teams i mean they've earned it yeah i mean what are they 10 and 3 in conference play so they've gotten the job done they've been able to win away from home unlike liberty but um i i don't know la tech is clear front runner and like you said i agree with that and western kentucky is just they're they're a different team you know that uh they're a team that scares me and i you know i still think liberty has that in them uh doesn't mean they will but i think they have that potential um so we'll see of course you know we'll probably play sam houston and 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 lose in the first round but hey that's the way it goes (laughs) how how you you say you've been sleeping on sam houston and and how you feel about them is how i felt about kennesaw last year um even going into that championship game on the road i was fairly confident liberty was going to win that game and it didn't happen and kennesaw was just better than you know at least what i thought that they were and kind of slept on it they were good, but I thought Liberty was just with the experience and with Darius. I just thought they were much better. So anything could happen. Um, but I, I'm glad that we're not going to, you know, if it comes down to Liberty and Western Kentucky, uh, I'm glad that's not going to be played at Western Kentucky. Yeah, that's exactly exactly right. And and not to belabor the point about last year in, in Kennesaw State, but you guys seen what uh, Coach Abdur Rahim is doing with USF? I yeah. Mean, they, then they just clinched the regular season title in the AAC in his it, first year there in a league that has Florida Atlantic. That's crazy. Yeah. And he's got a few of those uh, Kennesaw players with him down there in Tampa too. Well, at least they won last year. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I I want to bring up shot quality because everyone knows I love shot quality. Something I'm I'm really invested in. I ex- fully expected that Sam Houston was going to be the team that was the lucky team. But you know who it is? It's Western Kentucky, which is why I said hey, it's good for my point when they're, they're uh, down uh, pretty decent to the lot deck at home. So, shot quality says Liberty is the best team in the conference. I don't know if I completely buy that, but I, I do think that the gap between Liberty and the top is, is, is slimmer than I think it feels. Um, hey, hey, Nick, for those of us that aren't, the super duper nerds break break down what we're looking at here. All right, so so the the one on the left, the adjusted SQ, that's basically like the ranking. So Liberty, it's kind of hard to read. Uh, it's even hard for me to read. But Liberty's ninety fourth. That's what they say Liberty should be. Um, they have Louisiana Tech at one hundred five. They have Sam Houston at one fifty six, and then it drops down. Like Western Kentucky's like one ninety third. Um, but what shot quality is basically it measures the quality of the shot which is, you know, kind of goes with the name. And um, it doesn't base it off of, of what happened in that game. It based it off of what should have happened based off what you do all year. So um, it, it, it's a good way to kind of measure. It's a good way to measure, like, what's going to happen with positive regression and negative regression. So the the funny thing is, is FIU is the team that's been the unluckiest in the league, which kind of tracks with what we saw in that last game. Um and Liberty's the the second uh, uh, most unlucky team in the league, um, and, and just you know, it, you kind of look at some of the individual games, and you can see why that is. Like Sam Houston shot probably better than they've shot a lot of times this year. I mean, six for twelve from three in the first half. They're not a great three point shooting team. They're one of the I think one of the worst in the country. 
Um, and Liberty's had a, had a couple other games like that. But this is just something that I think, you know, should should give you some hope. And the one thing here that really stands out to me is on the left, it says that's the adjusted shot quality for offense. And the right's the adjusted shot quality for defense. Liberty is heads and shoulders of the best offensive team in this conference. And it's not really even close. Now, defensively, the, the green ones are all good. This whole league is really, really, really good defensively. Um, Liberty's not bad. I mean, we'll get into that. I got a, some. I got a thought about that. I'll get to that in a second. But with Liberty being the best offensive team in this conference, on a neutral floor, I wonder, and I don't know the answer to this, but I wonder if that could be a big advantage where these other teams, they have to rely on their defense. Their defense is what wins them games. Can Liberty you know, not having that, that home court, can their offense kind of help them get through this tournament? I, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know, but every time you bring up shot quality, I think it just makes me mad because <laughs> <laughs> we're supposed to be the best team. It started with that Kennesaw state game last year. Yeah. Unfortunately, they don't seed the tournament based off of shot quality, right? They base it off of wins and losses. And that's, you know, what gets you to the NCAA tournament. Uh, I do tend to agree here with the defense, though. I feel like defensively in the league, we're just kind of middle of the road. Um, I don't think we've as good defensively this year as we have been the last couple of years. Yeah, I think that was, you know, talking about defense, I, I think that was why we lost last year to Kennesaw State, if we're just honest about it, is is there are guys like Youngblood and, and Burden, some some of their bigger guards were really, I hate to say it, but they were able to bully us, you know, yeah. uh, whether it was Colin Porter, Darius McGee, no offense to those guys, but, you know, they, they just, you know, they're 5'9", five, 5'10", five, whatever it may be, and, and those guards are just able to get them in the paint and, and score against them. And especially when you're you're playing at home, sometimes you get the favor of the whistle, you get the favor of the the home crowd behind you and stuff too. Some things, you know, you, you just get 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 some some breaks. I guess is the best way to have to say it. Well, we're seeing that Kennesaw State quality of athlete at the guard position uh, every night in 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 the Conference USA, and and so you know I think we saw it a little bit against FIU. Those guards were able to get into the paint and, and score against us, and. And uh, obviously, Louisiana Tech, they got th their big guys are able to, to do the same thing. Western, uh, Jack State, another team. I, I mean, we could probably single out every single team in the league that they've been able to do that. And and uh, it's not from a lack of trying. It's just sometimes, you know, you just don't have uh, – you have your strengths and your weaknesses. And I think that, you know, as we all know, our, our size, maybe our athletic ability is not a strength of this team in this conference. Yeah, I, I I agree with that, John. Um, I, I would say I think we lost last year was Darius was over eleven from three. Um, I think that was why. I mean, <laughs> I, like it, you know, like that just doesn't happen ever, and it just happened on a bad day. And sure. if one one of those gives in, they win the game. Um, but uh, one thing I would like to see Liberty do is I would like to see them do a little bit more. And I know that everyone said it wasn't intentional, but I don't know if I don't believe it. I really don't. I think that it was a lot more intentionality in the deflections they got against Louisiana Tech when they played them and forced a lot of turnovers. I think this Liberty team needs to be a little bit more aggressive defensively to make it for the size because they have a lot of guys like, like 
you know, Matheny and, and Porter and, and Benzan and, and even Kyle Rowe, they can be pesky. They can, they can create some turnovers. And I think that could really, um, you know, help, help Liberty kind of mask that a little bit. I, I would just like to see them be a little bit more aggressive on the defensive end. And, and I also say that I, I kind of want to see them foul teams more because this league doesn't have a lot of great free throw shooting teams. There's a lot of teams in this league that that don't shoot free throws well. And if you're going to go down, like go down, you know, fouling some of these guys, you know, like I, I'd like to see them try to force more turnovers, try to, you know, get into the passing lanes, but also just bump these guys around a little bit. Um, the, with, the whistle with New Mexico to st- Sorry to cut you off there. With New Mexico State coming up tomorrow night, maybe we should say go down swinging. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not that hard, but uh. <laughs> I, I would like to see a little chip on the shoulder against New Mexico State just because of all of that. I mean, you know, I was John. You were in the arena, I'm sure, during that game. So, um, or no, I'm sorry, that was not, New not the road State. game. Yeah, I yeah, make the you trip, not, trip to New Mexico. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, um, the one thing that stuck out to me the most about that game, and we didn't really mention it here on this podcast after that happened, um, was that it seemed like nobody came to Shiloh's defense. So, I mean, like, he just kind of laid there for a while and nobody ever really did anything. Uh, I'd like to see, like, a little – except for Richie. I mean, he was livid, but, you know, none of the players did. So, I'd like to see a little chip on their shoulder against New Mexico State. I know Carpenter's not playing in the game or whatever, but – you know, still like to see some uh, maybe a different type of Liberty energy against in this game. Yeah, I, I think it, it, it's interesting. And I've had several conversations, you know, off the record about uh, about that point exactly, Will. And and uh, I'm not sure where I stand, to be honest with you. I, I think, you know, I do know that, um, you know, people in and around the program, uh, they like the fact that nobody responded differently than they did because that's the type of team that uh, team culture that they've built. Uh, but at the same time, I remember like, of course, I'm nowhere near the athlete any of these guys are, but playing in high school, I, you know, playing basketball in high school, you know, I would get mad if somebody I felt like was, you know, giving an elbow in my side a little bit, like I'd get up in somebody's face. And again, I don't think that necessarily tarnished my, you know, witness or anything like that. So I think there, there's a, there's a good balance that you can, you can tow between um, crossing that line, but also, you know, standing up for your teammate and, and a guy that just got sucker punch. But I, I did, you know, go back and watch that replay. I'm sure we all did several times. There was a lot of the guys on the floor seemed like they had their back to the play. Like I know Zach Cleveland did. I don't think Zach even saw what happened. He just turned around and saw Zach laying on the floor, uh, Shiloh laying on the ground and, uh, you know, the whistle blowing and he didn't see what really happened. I think a couple of the other players were the same way. I, you know, so I think that probably played into it a little bit too, but, um, you know, Anthony Smith was one, you know, I, I respect him. He, he was one of my favorite Liberty basketball players of all time. He was a lot of fun to watch, but he was one that said, you know, anybody did that to me and one of my teammates, I'd be the first, you'd have to drag me off the quarter. You know, he tweeted something about, I don't remember exactly what he said, but something to that effect. So, uh, it, it's an interesting conversation, but, um, um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't really know where I stand. 
Yeah, let me be clear. I'm not suggesting that Liberty should come out and play dirty. You know, sure. like, no, no. And, and you know, I think we get what you're saying. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Bouncing guys around, but I mean, just a little bit more physicality. I think just a different type of energy. You know, I understand the program as a whole, or the university, or the athletics administration appreciating. You know, that Liberty did not come out with any kind of retaliation or start a fight or anything like that. Um, but I mean, at the same time. I kind of agree with with Smitty, you know, uh, I mean, you got to kind of be competitive enough to stand up for your teammates. I mean, surely even if, you know, Cleveland or some of the other guys who were down the court didn't see it, somebody on the bench saw it, you know, and and, you know, word got around. Hey, it was a sucker punch. You Apparently know? Aaron Schreiner saw it. He, he didn't take uh, he took offense to it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting game tomorrow night. I, I I you would think that New Mexico State's gonna come in on their their you know P's and Q's and you know like hey we can't afford to you know you get suspended for this one you might be suspended for the conference tournament like you would think that but I I just watched them play New Mexico State and their 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 big guy um I'm not gonna try to butcher the, the poor guy's name but he was pretty dirty plays against Middle Tennessee right after that happened like. You would just think they would be on a little bit of a, a, a close watch. So I don't know. Well, uh, yeah, Kirby, you were a little outspoken on Twitter about you know the the New Mexico State program after that. So <laughs> that was just. A, I mean, that was such an easy layup. Like you have to take that. I mean, yeah, I, I I I'm surprised no one beat me to it. I didn't think it was that original. I just you know. I, I didn't know how many people were watching that uh, Middle Tennessee game, but I was watching it live and I saw it happen too. And I'm thinking seriously like this is the same team that we just saw what happened against the yeah. liberty and we're here doing it again it was what did he get like i think one was a technical and one was a flagrant so he didn't technically get kicked out of the game but uh within like 90 seconds of each other like seriously? i think it was within a minute i think it was like 54 seconds or something That's like crazy that, but, but new mexico robert carpenter is uh new mexico state's best offensive player according to ken Palm. so um i mean i man, Tough, tough scene. You have to play without him tomorrow. So I don't know. It, it would be nice to really see Liberty just, you know, kick the crap out of him tomorrow. Well, they, they've really been struggling since that game, too. Yeah. Um, I don't think they've won since. No. Nope. Um, you know, he hasn't played since. So uh, they're really struggling. And like we talked about, they haven't won uh, away from home yet this year. So um, it, it's a game Liberty really needs to make a statement. They lost by sure. 20, 21 at home to Sam Houston. Yeah, I'm sure he will have learned his lesson by the conference tournament. And I, am, I don't know. Is he going to play again this year? Me personally, I think. think indefinitely. Yeah, they said indefinitely. My, my personal opinion is he won't play in this two-game road trip that they're on. I think they play Liberty and then Jack State on Saturday. And then after that, oh, look, here he is. So he's one, back. One game to get ready he, for the tournament. He's learned his yeah. lesson. He's yeah. ready to be, you know, he's ready to back go. on the court. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> For the, for D- the, didn't want him to play against Liberty, which I understand that. And then, oh, they have know. they have FIU at home, last game. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're gonna throw him into that one, get him nice and 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 ready to go uh, for the, the conference tournament. It, I don't know, it'll be fun. I'm excited about tomorrow. I'm excited about national TV. I am kind of, I am kind of disappointed. We I feel like we've kind of got cheated on um on uh, Naz and uh, uh, Matt Warner. I wish we would have got more road games on national TV, especially at UTEP. Like, can we get the UTEP game on national TV next year on the road? Now, I, I don't know if I'm even allowed to say this, but I, I'll say it anyways. Naz and Warner are actually going to be doing some of the uh, the Conference USA tournament games. I think they're doing all four quarterfinal games. 
so for those of you watching at home, you'll be able to hear them. They might even be doing the play-in game Tuesday night or whatever that is, the 8-9 game, but they're definitely doing all four uh, quarterfinal games, so you'll be able to listen to them then. Well, hey, that's big league conference USA. Sure beats uh, old A-Sun bringing out the, the growler uh, back in 2020. <laughs> Road for three. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was rough. <laughs> Could have just had Warner go down, but or the, right. the guy or, or getting the guy that was calling up Caden Metheny or whatever he was saying. They, they so. pronounce his name three different ways in, in yeah. one broadcast. I'm like, it's not that difficult of a name to pronounce. Come on now. Yeah, it's a shame, dude, because they probably had the best best actual road broadcast all year and uh yeah that just happened to be that game but all right fellas any, any final thoughts I'm, I'm excited for this game tomorrow i'm excited for the rest of the season and uh it's a new season after these these last four i mean it's a completely new season and everything really is wiped away at that point and we'll see what happens in the tournament yeah looking forward to this last little stretch i know this uh might be our last showed Kirby's getting ready to go cover the red legs at spring training. So um, hopefully we get, uh, you know, a postseason um, episode uh, celebrating um, a tournament win. So, well, we might try to do one uh, pre uh, conference USA tournament. We'll see how things go and how the schedule goes. I, I'm planning on making a trip down there. So, you know, maybe we'll do something, you know, with me down there and, and will back back at home, but we'll, we'll figure something out. But, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. These, you know, next, you know, four games, these two games this week, uh, really, you know, important for Liberty to, to, you know, start to build some of that momentum back and, and uh, get back in the win column. And I'd love to get to at least eight and eight in league play. It just feels better than seven and nine. And, uh, you know, I think that'd be a good place to be and, you know, be probably in that four or five game and, and hopefully LaTeX on the other side and, and you never know, you know, some, some magic can happen and, you know, get, get the ball to fall the right way, bounce the right way a couple of times. And, and you can be playing on, on Saturday night uh, with, with everything to play for. Yeah. And look, if I could add to that, Kirby, um, I mean, I think there's every reason to be optimistic going into the tournament. I mean, I know, you know, a lot of the fan base, this is something different for us and, you know, not being, you know, the number one seed going into the tournament, but, uh, we're not in the basement of the conference. Um, I think there's a lot of reason to be optimistic going into this last home stretch and going into the tournament. And so I think we should be looking forward to it, not kind of dreading it. I feel like I've been clinging on to optimism all conference season. Like, okay, we're going to win this next two games or, or we're going to, you know, finally win on the road this week or this next game is going to be the one we turn. I feel like I keep clinging on to it. And uh, I'm still clinging on to it. I still think we we can can get it done. Um, I hope it's not the season that I cling on to it until the season's over and it never came. Um, but I yeah I agree with you, Will. I, I think you know we got something left in us. I, I think we can make a run in Huntsville. I I mean I love nothing more than to to get to Saturday night and maybe you're playing Louisiana Tech and and who knows what happens in that game. Maybe maybe you lose in a, in a hard fought contest. But, you know, if we're able to do that and you can look back on the season and say, hey, we took our lumps during the year, but we grew as the season went and, you know, felt like we went out kind of where we thought we were and, you know, don't have a, a quarterfinal bow out or something like that. But but we'll see. Regardless, we're going to we're going to be there supporting them all along the way. So I'm looking forward to it. I love March Madness 
And uh, how much fun, like, think about it this way. I was looking at the schedule uh, this weekend. Uh, Conference USA semifinals are Friday afternoon, like noon and 2.30 or whatever. Uh, that's the same day that the ACC tournament semifinals are on that night. So uh, if you're an ACC basketball fan, a lot of, a lot of our listeners are, are in the ACC, uh, you know, uh, region or ACC country, I guess what you call it. Uh, so you can watch some Conference USA semifinals in the afternoon, then flip over and watch some uh, ACC tournament. It, it's going to be a much different feel this year with us playing the same week as all the other conferences uh, yeah. in their tournaments than, you know, the week ahead. It, it'll be different, but but I'm kind of looking forward to it. Yeah, it well, for, for me, it's different to have the ACC tournament at night. Um, that's usually during the day, um, but excited. Uh, and also, you know, going back to the whole optimism thing, Coach McKay is not the type of coach that he's going to change things up just because there's a tournament. Like he's going to stay the course with, you know, what he's doing. And uh, I think Coach McKay is one of the best coaches in the, the league. So if not all of college basketball, I mean, I think the win loss over the last however many years he's been at the helm proves that, that, you know, they still show that graphic on the national TV games, how many wins that Liberty has had and how it's, you know, one of the most win totals in the country. So um, he, he's going to do what he thinks gives Liberty the best chance to win. And I think that's probably sticking the course because I think he believes in, you know, what they're doing. We also got that 20 game win streak as far as winning at least 20 games a season, what has been seven years in a row. And Currently sitting at 16 with that, you know, five games guaranteed. So uh, hopefully we can get to get to at least 20. I, I think we can. So we'll get to 20. I believe. Well, fellas, it, it's been a blast doing this again this year. Um, yeah. Hopefully if you guys are able to do a show, I can, uh, you know, hop on from wherever I'm at in the, the country. Um, but yeah, looking forward to this. Be, be weird seeing Liberty on uh week number two, but it, it, it's cool. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's cool to be, you know, the championship is on, championship saturday where there's like 15 championship games liberty will be one of them and semifinals will be on national tv this year um we haven't had that since like the big south was on espnu back in like 2007 so that'll be different too but but fellas yeah it's been a blast uh john you have one more thing to say i was just gonna say that was back during the seth curry days was that yeah espnu i remember remember watching seth curry in the semifinals i forget who we played uh was it vmi i don't know I don't remember, but uh, Seth Curry was, was on Garner Webb, ESPNU. I, I remember watching a semifinal game in uh, Thomas Road Baptist Church <laughs> <laughs> on ESPNU. I never against, did that against Kenny George, seven foot. It was ugly. Oh, yeah. It was not pretty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, yeah. One of my memories as a mascot was playing UNC Asheville and bringing out a tape measurer when we played UNC Asheville for Kenny George. So dude, seeing Nick McDevitt on that sideline for middle Tennessee brings back some bad memories. Cause he absolutely <laughs> owned us for most of his time at UNCA. It, it was a rough run there for, for several years. They had some good teams and uh, always seemed to have our number. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I'm excited. Uh, fellas, uh, appreciate you as always. Thanks to, uh, uh, see you, Red Partners, uh, Jay Supporter Real Estate, uh, Experience, uh, Leesburg, and, of course, Ironclad Coffee. Uh, have a great week, everyone. Uh, and as always, go Flames.